Can the Dallas Cowboys finally snap this losing streak? Or will it be the Detroit Lions finally winning in Dallas? All that and more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Lions, Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team Locked every day. Locked On. Locked, Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Lions and Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL. And use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today for this crossover edition of the Lockdown Lions, Lockdown Cowboys podcast is Matt Derry from Lockdown Lions. Check him out on Twitter at Derry Speaks. Matt, first of all, what a season this Lions team is having. It's It's got to be, <laughs> this has got to be the most fun that you've ever had covering a football team. Is that right? It's pretty crazy, Marcus. Obviously, uh, you got the same phone call I got many years ago from David Locke. Mine goes back 2016 to to host this podcast and to be a part of of kind of the Lions fandom each and every day and bring people content. But even through a couple of those Jim Caldwell seasons, which were solid, some playoff appearances, nothing like this. 11 wins, uh, NFC North champions, and really the the, the storyline for the Lions is coming off of this emotional high from last weekend in Minnesota, knocking off the Vikings on the road to be division champions. How will the team bounce back and be able to play a football game? We're already, and I mentioned this on yesterday on what Tuesday's show, six point underdogs in Dallas. Many people may be saying, ah, oh, you know, the Lions story is cute. They're good. They're winning the division, all that, but can they go down to Dallas and beat the big bad Cowboys? But right now, yes, the city's going crazy. There's going to be a home playoff game at Ford field in a few weeks. And uh, people just cannot believe it. So I want to talk about the biggest storylines for the Cowboys and the Lions going into this game. But just really quickly from the Cowboys side of things, this is a big game because it's a nationally televised game. It's a Saturday night game. In all likelihood, this is probably the last home game that they're going to have all year. And then on top of that, Jimmy Johnson is going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor. So that's a big deal. But for the Lions, they've already won the NFC North. What is their motivation going into this game? Well, I want to get back to the Cowboys for a sec, Marcus. Tell me, two straight losses, obviously playing two good teams in Buffalo and Miami, but I know, and, and, and I, I sometimes tune into Dan McDowell's a podcast down there, uh, the legendary host in Dallas, but it just seems like, man, the Cowboys were cruising, winning like five, six in a row. And these last two weeks, it's got to be panic right now. And But they can still win the division, and they can still show at least this weekend against the Lions that they're a legit contender. But, man, what a roller coaster the last few weeks, right? Yes and no. I mean, these are both games that the Cowboys were projected to lose. They were underdogs in both games. They were road games against two, I mean, what, two of the three best AFC teams probably in the Bills and the Dolphins. Right. I, I think there's some disappointment, but I don't think there's panic. I don't think a two-point loss to the Dolphins in a game that you Cowboys might have been able to win. I don't think people are very upset about that. But – I will say, if the Cowboys were to go and lose this game against the Lions at home, 
that's when we're starting to have conversations like, oh, maybe this team isn't quite as good or as talented as we thought, you know, on Thanksgiving, because that would be three straight losses against three playoff caliber teams. Yeah. I, I look at the Lions and I see a team that maybe has something to prove this week because some people will say, well, listen, uh, you know, there are four losses. Um, losing to the Ravens, who are they're, they're a Super Bowl contender, it was an ugly loss. They looked bad doing it. Uh, you know, the Bears loss was a few weeks ago, and it was just kind of a, a stub your toe type of situation. It was not a good performance in the Lions. But like you look at Detroit's schedule, you see the weakness and the weak spot of the NFC North. Uh, you know, Lions lost to Green Bay once, they lost to the Bears once. But, you know, Dallas has a cachet. And I know you know this hosting the show every day on Lockdown Cowboys. There's a cachet. To go into Big D, to go into Jerry World and win would be some kind of a statement. And I know this. If there's a team that is not going to let down despite winning the division, despite getting a lot of national love this week, it's the Lions. I think Dan Campbell, and he said this on his uh, at his Wednesday press conference, Campbell said it. Look, we won the division. That was our goal. Now we want to get that two seed and have an opportunity to host two home games. Not just one, but two. And I think that the team will be focused enough to do that the question is Dallas has a very good offense obviously Dak Prescott and that offense at home are very very good at seven and zero. and do the Lions have enough with the pass rush and with that secondary to to slow down what Dak and company are doing especially in the passing game and I want to talk about the Cowboys defense really quickly to kind of just tie that back in since week 13 the Cowboys defense has really struggled. They're 30th in EPA per play. They're 30th in EPA per run. I mean, they just have really struggled against some better offenses against Buffalo, Seattle, Philly, uh, Miami. You're playing one of the best offenses in the league here in week 17 in an offense that you might have to face at some point in the playoffs. How do you match up against Amon Ross St. Brown? How do you match up against Sam Laporta? And what do you do against this run game that is so dynamic with their two running backs? I think after the Cowboys have had four pretty poor showings on the defensive side of the ball, I'm curious to see what kind of answers Dan Quinn has in this game because they really haven't been tested like this with a team that can run the ball and pass it as well as Detroit can. I'm fascinated to see what that side of the ball looks like. Yeah, that's the worry for me, uh, Marcus. You bring up a great point is uh, when it comes to the Lions, they've done a very good job, very good job of protecting Jared Goff over the last few weeks. The Bears game notwithstanding where Chicago and Montez Sweat and that group got a, a lot of heat on Goff. It was cold weather in Chicago. The fans were into it, and it just wasn't the best day for the Lions. But since Frank Ragnow has come back, their Pro Bowl center, that offensive line with Decker, with Jackson, with Ragnow, Glasgow, and Sewell, has been pretty dominant, and Goff has remained clean. You mentioned the run game, but Micah Parsons and the Cowboys complaining, putting in putting in some requests to the league, watch the tape. Micah's being held. National TV, like you said, Saturday night. Um, I just have a feeling we're going to get some, I'm not going to say phantom calls, but I think the Cowboys are going to get a good whistle, and I, and I worry that the Lions are going to have a little bit of a letdown coming off of that game, even though that a Dan Campbell coach team shouldn't let down. And they're going to stay focused. But I do believe that pocket will not be as clean with the Lawrence's, the Parsons's of the world getting a, getting in Goff's face. And I think it could be a, I can say a long evening for the Lions, but I think it could could spell a little bit of trouble. Because like you said, that Cowboy defense under Dan Quinn is due to have a good game. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Micah Parsons and Penny Suel in, in just a second, because that's obviously one of the biggest matchups to watch in this game. But I do agree with you on the whistles. Uh, Micah Parsons has now gone 40 quarters, 40 quarters without drawing a holding call. Wow. I just got a, a, a sneaky suspicion after so much <laughs> national attention and so many people posting about it that we're probably going to get like a first quarter holding call. That's maybe a little, uh, maybe a little soft, just, just throwing that out there. So you guys, I don't disagree. I don't, he, he is, he is a special talent. Ironically going up against Penisul. Remember the Lions drafted Penisul ahead of Micah Parsons Yes, could have had Parsons. And there are some that will say, all can the Lions pass on Parsons? He's a, he's a freak of nature. Penisul is what PFF is grading him out as the best tackle in the league right now. He's been fantastic for this team. So I think both teams made out pretty well yes. in that draft a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Cowboys had the same situation play out in 2011. They passed on JJ Watt to draft Tyron Smith. Worked out pretty good for both parties. Uh, now let's talk about some matchups that we are really interested to watch on Saturday night. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform. In North America, it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS because I love how many different players and how many different stat projections that you can choose from. It's absolutely incredible. Plus, PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepix.com slash LockdownNFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Lockdown Lions and Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Matt, let's talk about some matchups because, man, there's some really good ones on both sides of the ball. Yep. Which one are you the most interested in seeing? I, I think first and foremost, I'm interested in watching right tackle Terrence Steele against, against Aiden Hutchinson. I think Hutch is due I'm for not. a big game. You know, it seems like I, I say this every week. He's getting the pressures. PFF loves him, but the sack numbers are down. It's not the, I think by now people thought he'd be in the double digits of sacks. He's not even close, but Aiden Hutchinson is clearly the Lions best edge rusher. He's one of their best defenders, great motor. He's always double teamed. He's getting chipped now because the other side is not, is not as strong in terms of the other edge side. And I think that Steele, from, from what I'm reading and what I'm watching has struggled this year with pressures. So if Aiden Hutchinson is going to have a breakout game and kind of get in the grill of, of Dak Prescott, I'm interested in watching that matchup. Marcus, what do you think? When you look at Steele, obviously Smith on the other side, but are you, are you concerned about right tackle moving forward for Dallas? 
Yeah, I'm not excited to watch that matchup. I, I will just say <laughs> that much. It's not one of the ones that I'm really uh, interested in seeing because you're right. Steel has not played particularly well this season. I will say over the last month or so, he's gotten better. Uh, but if there's a clear weak link on the Cowboys offensive line, it's Terrence Steele. It's kind of an issue when you just gave that guy $17 million a year this offseason. It's not great. Uh, but yeah, I, I fully expect the Cowboys to try to do some things to neutralize Aiden Hutchinson because if you can contain Hutchinson, I don't think you're going to stop him completely because he's he's just too good of a player. But if you can contain him a little bit, I do think the Cowboys are going to have a, a lot of success in the passing game. So I fully expect tight ends to line up over there. They have the Cowboys to keep a running back in the backfield. They've also been using their fullback, Hunter Lipke, uh, as a pass protector now. That's got to be priority number one for the Cowboys offense. As long as you're not handing Lipke the football, right? <laughs> what's, what's really <laughs> fun about that is he looks so good on his first three touches of that game and then fumbles it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Sam Laporta. Um, yeah. Listeners of the Lockdown Cowboys show, know that we were big Sam Laporta fans pre-draft. Uh, we were actually really hoping that the Cowboys would select Sam Laporta at 26. Uh, it, it came out after the draft that the Cowboys had Sam Laporta as their number one tight end of the class, and he was in the mm -hmm. conversation with Mozzie Smith as to who they were going to take there. They went with a defensive tackle. The Cowboys have not done a great job at stopping tight ends this year, and they really haven't faced somebody like Sam Laporta who is so dynamic after the catch. I'm really curious to see what the Cowboys do here. Do they try to use one of their bigger safeties uh, to get up into the face of Laporta? Do they use their more athletic linebackers? He, to me, is the key for the Cowboys' defense. If they can slow down Laporta, I think they are going to have some success on that side of the ball. It's a great call. You know, it's it, it's interesting. Obviously, the Cowboys were gunning for Mozzie Smith. That's an inside joke. But to be quite honest, with Laporta, with Laporta, Bad one. He did not. It was Laporta really didn't have a great game this past week. It's kind of ironic. You think, all right, Lions going into Minnesota road game on the road, uh, a road game, obviously uh, in Minnesota in the division to win the division. The Lions do it. And look at Laporta's numbers. You go, wait a minute, just three catches on the game on the day. He's due to, to, to break back out. And I think that after a, a down game this past week with the way he's played all year on the nine touchdowns, I think you bring up a great point. I think Dallas has got to identify him. There's no way after last week when Amon Ross St. Brown went for 12 catches that that's going to happen again. No. St. Brown can still have a big game, but I think there's going to be need to need to be more of Laporta this week if the Lions are going to go on the road at night and beat the Cowboys. And I think you're right. Uh, uh, that's a key matchup. I'll give you another one. Obviously, the way Dak Prescott has played this year and there were some MVP conversations a couple of weeks ago, um, the Lions cornerbacks right now, you know, Cam Sutton has played very well. He's more of a probably a number two than a number one, but he's been the Lions number one all year. Jerry Jacobs has been hurt. Kendall Vildor has played a lot lately and has been good, but I'm a little bit concerned when you talk about that depth that the Lions, uh, the Cowboys have a wide receiver and all the guys and all the weapons with CD and everybody uh, that that's one I, I'm concerned about. If the Cowboys go three, four wides, how are the Lions going to handle that? Brian Branch has played pretty well. Like I said, Vildor has stepped up. That's a guy they signed off the street years ago. But if there's an injury or, or, or there's any kind of attrition there on that uh, defensive backfield, I think Dak and the Cowboys can eat a little bit, uh, especially with some of their depth at wide receiver. Do we think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's playing this week? 
that's a tough call. I think he thinks he's ready. Uh, you know, you and I, are, you and I are recording here on a Wednesday. I think it's going to be, and it's going to be close. That would be a huge, huge pick, pick back up for the Lions because then you could move uh, Ifiatu Melifanu, obviously, mm-hmm. the, uh, honestly, the, the reigning NFC Defensive Player of the Week, which I can't believe. This is a kid that was buried weeks ago, has now played and played well. Tracy Walker's been benched. If he's played some safety and has played really, really well, they want him on the field somewhere, but they got to have Branch on the field. They got to have Joseph on the field. CJ, GJ's got to be on the field. I could see a scenario where Melifan was playing some corner, which he did at Syracuse, which he did at the start of his Lions career. So the Lions have a, 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 too many safeties right now, but I'm concerned about the cornerback position a little bit. Yeah. It, Cor- or, or, sorry, I was going to say Cortland Sutton. Cam Sutton is somebody who does have experience playing in the slot. He did it, it when he was with the Steelers. Uh, CeeDee Lamb primarily lines up in the slot. Do you expect mm. Sutton to follow CD in the slot, or what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I do. He's clearly the Lions' best corner. Um, you know, Aaron Glenn will do some blitzing. Uh, the Lions have not been able to get home uh, unless it's been blitzing, to be quite honest. They did a ton of blitzing this past week against Nick Mullins, and uh, even when Mullins had time, <laughs> Nick Mullins did what Nick Mullins does. He yeah. threw four interceptions. Uh, but the Lions' pass rush has been very, very average all year. Um, giving Dak too much time this week, could be a big issue. So I'm just going to put something on the radar for both of our listeners. So CeeDee Lamb is 179 yards away from being the having the most receiving yards ever in a season for the Cowboys. Wow. Um, there you is know he some, wants. Yeah, he wants it, but here, here's the thing. He wants to do it in 16 games, not 17 games, because Michael Irvin is a leader. with He did it mm-hmm. in 16 games. Detroit's secondary has not been great, to put it nicely, this year. right? Sure. I think you can pass sure. against them. Uh, yeah. CeeDee Lamb also, I don't want to say he was chirping about the lack of targets. I think he was a little bit confused why he didn't get more targets in the middle of the game against Miami, especially after having 100 yards in the first quarter of that game. I expect this to be a really big CD Lamb game. A lot of early targets, a lot of targets in the middle of the field beyond 15 air yards. I would not be surprised if this is the game where CD really goes off and the Cowboys try to get him that record. Just just putting that out there. That's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards. Even this past week, like Justin Jefferson, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the game, had some opportunities. And even on that last drive, Vikings down six. Mullins throws a complete flutter ball, just yeah. slipped out of his hands. If he throws that ball earlier and on target and not and, and with some and with some, you know, as a spiral, there's a chance at the touchdown. Obviously, fluttered. It was late. Melifanu comes over and picks it off. Uh, to say that Lamb could go off this week, I'm not going to deny it, Marcus. I, that's I just that's a lot a, of yards. Distinct, distinct possibility that that's a a really good football player. Like I said before. They can get some matchups, getting him in motion, switching some guys on him. Um, that's certainly a concern for Detroit's yeah. defense. All right, let's talk about some keys to victory going into this week 17 battle between two 10-plus win teams. Should be a really good one. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, that process is so quick and easy. They've even just launched a feature that helps you write your job descriptions, making the process even quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Lockdown Lions and Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Every day, make sure you tune into our Friday show as we get you ready for this big NFC battle on Saturday night football. Actually, it was Monday night football on Saturday night. I don't, I don't know what they're calling it, but it uh, should be a lot of fun. <laughs> right. Uh, Matt, what, what's, what do the Lions need to do to win this game? First and foremost, over the last couple of weeks, when the Lions take care of the football and win the turnover battle, they win. I mean, I know it's simple. I know it's obvious, but this past week, the four turnovers against Minnesota, Lions only had one that was a Jameer Gibbs fumble, and it was just a really good tackle with a you know, a hat on the ball and, and all of that. But Jared Goff, you know, this, this past week, going on the road, took care of the ball. There were no interceptions. There were no short fields from Minnesota. Goff was really, really efficient. So... I think first and foremost, the key for the Lions is going to be just winning the turnover battle, getting that done. Uh, I also think the Lions need to run the football. The last thing you want to do is see C.D. Lamb and, and Pollard and, and and those guys and Dak on the field a ton. Lions run the ball, getting four or five you know yard chunks with Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, running that clock a little bit, second and shorts with the play-action game that Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, loves to utilize. And that keeps Dallas off the field. So I think running the football is going to be very, very key uh, in, in winning this game for the Lions. Just not making a lot of mistakes. And again, no letdown. I mean, Marcus, like I said before, I mean, this team was celebrating in a big way. It was a t-shirt and hat game last Sunday in Minnesota, mm-hmm. winning the division. Can they muster up that kind of excitement, that kind of energy for this game Saturday night? Shouldn't be too difficult. Like you said, Jimmy Johnson Day. In Dallas, you're playing at Jerry World. It's in prime time. But again, they're they're off of an, a humongous emotional high in winning the division for the first time in 30 years. Will they have the same kind of energy? I don't know. For the Cowboys, it's just don't beat yourself in this game. The Lions are a really good team and they're gonna have they're gonna have some amazing plays. They're, they've got a lot of talent. You can't afford to make critical mental errors. And last week against Miami. They were all over the place, whether it was Hunter Lipke and Dak Prescott, you know, missing on the, the, the exchange down at the goal line. They had multiple pre-snap penalties. They were late getting play calls in. On the final defensive drive of the game, you're trying to hold the Dolphins to not get the game-winning field goal. On the very first play, they get a 15-yard face mask penalty that just jump starts that drive. Play a somewhat clean game, and I think eventually the Cowboys' talent at home will take over. But if they're consistently putting themselves behind the eight ball and they're jumping offsides and they're dropping passes, that's how you lose to a team like the Lions at home, even though the Cowboys have been amazing at home this year. Hold on, are you still good there? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I mean, I. 
Yeah, no, Marcus, I, I look at this thing, you know, and I picked the Lions to win over the last, gosh, eight or nine weeks. I mean, I, I, I've never, ever done that in all my years of doing this podcast, but uh, I, I, I think I'm picking the Lions to lose. I, I just, I think Dallas needs this game badly. Dallas is fighting for the division. They still got a shot at it, obviously. They need Philly to lose and all of that. Um, the Cowboys need some positive momentum going in here. Um, and I think with the Lions, this is a tough game. I mean, winning in Dallas is not easy. Nobody's done it this year. And the Cowboys are 7-0 and at home. And I could see a scenario where Detroit just makes a couple of different, you know, interesting mistakes, whether it's a Badgley missed field goal maybe or or like, like we talked about Micah Parsons on the strip sack, something like, you know, I don't think the Lions are going to get blown out per se, no, but no. I see Dallas bouncing back and, and and taking this one. What do you think? So I've actually predicted the Cowboys to lose their last three games. They've lost two of the last three. I don't. Wow. I, I haven't loved the vibes of this team the last couple of weeks. Even in the Philly game, they got a bunch of turnovers. I do think they win this one, and I expect it to be close. I think we're going to get a lot of points. I think it's going to be like 31-27 and maybe the Cowboys get a late field goal or something to put it away. But uh, I do, I, I expect the Cowboys to win this game because I feel like they need to win this game more than Detroit. I, motivation matters a lot in the NFL. And with Detroit sure. knowing that they're at the worst, at the very worst, the three seed in the NFC, the two seed is up for grabs. They just don't have as much to play for as the Cowboys do, who they have, the Cowboys can still win the NFC East as long as they win out and Philadelphia drops one game. Uh, we'll see if Philadelphia will slip up. They almost did last week. I think you're just going to see a very, very motivated Cowboy team uh, that play where the effort level is really high. We'll see if they can get it done. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making this crossover edition your first uh, listen every single day. With uh, Here at the Lockdown Network, we have some fantastic shows. Make sure you go check out Lockdown Lions. Go follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Check out our shows on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Enjoy the game on Saturday night, Matt. Can't wait to talk to you again. All right, Marcus. Thank you.